Welcome everybody to the Latter-day Strength Podcast. This is episode two, and we are talking about seeing miracles today, folks. <laughs> we are not holding back. Seeing miracles and beholding the Lord. Uh, that's going to be the topic for today. Uh, before we get started, I just want to give credit one more time to Cami jacobs Bolin for her music. That is the intro music uh, for the podcast, which is Ether chapter 12, verse 27 from her album, Sing Me a Scripture. You can get it or look it up at singmeascripture.com. If you haven't listened to episode one, just do me a favor and review it. Um, the only part of episode one that I want to reiterate as we start episode two is this concept of Gentiles referring to the people who brought forth and carry forth the Book of Mormon, which was referenced in verse 22 of Ether 12. And it says, It is by faith that my fathers have obtained the promise that these great and marvelous things should come unto their brethren through the Gentiles. Therefore the Lord hath commanded me, yea, even Jesus Christ. So here's one bit of evidence for that notion that Gentiles refers to us Latter-day Saints. It refers to we, Latter-day. I'm not sure which one it is. But Doctrine and Covenants 109, verse 60, which is part of the dedicatory prayer of the Kirtland Temple, it says, Now these words, O Lord, we have spoken before thee concerning the revelations and commandments which thou hast given unto us, who are identified with the Gentiles. Us who are identified with the Gentiles. So much more that is worthy of study on that point. But that is not the purpose of this episode. We are in Ether 12, and we're talking about how in our weakness we can have faith and that the Lord will make our weakness, our weak faith, our weak sight strong. So we're going to continue on in verse 23. And I, Moroni, said unto him, referring to Jesus Christ, Lord, the Gentiles will mock at these things because of our weakness in writing. For Lord, thou hast made us mighty in word by faith, but thou hast not made us mighty in writing. For thou hast made all this people that they could speak much because of the Holy Ghost, which thou hast given them. So two key points in this verse. First, is the fact that Moroni is expressing a fear to the Lord that the Gentiles, us, will mock these things. Why would the Latter-day Saints who possess, read, study, and teach from the Book of Mormon mock these things? Well, Moroni explains his reasoning, which is that we as a group of Nephite prophets have been made mighty in word by faith that we can speak much, of these great and marvelous things because of the Holy Holy Ghost, but we are not mighty in writing. So they might mock us because of our weakness in writing. Now Moroni continues down this train of thought in verse 24. Thou hast made us that we could write but little because of the awkwardness of our hands. Thou hast not made us mighty in writing like unto the brother of Jared, Thou madest him that the things which he wrote were mighty, even as thou art, unto the overpowering of man to read them. Thou hast also made our words powerful and great, even that we cannot write them. Wherefore, when we write, we behold our weakness and stumble because of the placing of our words. And I fear lest the Gentiles shall mock our words." A couple key points here. One is that writing on plates is awkward and they can write but little. But 
Despite that obstacle, the brother of Jared was able to be mighty in writing. In fact, his words were so mighty that they overpowered men to read them. Oh, just, just so you all were all on the same page, the words which the brother of Jared wrote are the words that are encapsulated in the sealed portion of the Book of Mormon, the portion that was not brought to light. So the Nephite prophets are, were mighty in word and expressing to the people that could hear their voice of their experiences, but not in writing. So pause with me while we think about this awesomeness. Moroni is telling his audience how faith allowed the brother of Jared to behold the Lord. But apparently when he recorded this experience, his words were not as they were, sorry, when he recorded this experience, his words were mighty and overpowering to those who read them. So he being the brother of Jared. But Moroni expresses his fear that in retelling the experience of the brother of Jared, he cannot even begin to convey the power of the experience because of Moroni's weakness in writing. So in verse 25, wherefore, when we write, we behold our weakness and stumble because of the placing of our words. I think Moroni is not only sharing his fear that his writings are not as powerful as his words in person, but that people won't get the message of how powerful faith in Christ can be. He is also expressing his own weakness, perhaps his own lack of sight at that time, or his own lack of experiencing what the brother of Jared had and beholding the Lord. Now you will see at the end of the chapter that Moroni's tone changes and his writing changes. So just Watch as this as this takes place. The, the Lord responds to Moroni's query about mockery with this strong statement. And when I had said this, the Lord said unto me, Fools mock, but they shall mourn. And my grace is sufficient for the meek, that they shall take no advantage of your weakness. I believe that refers to three weaknesses. His weakness in writing the weakness in the flesh, and the weakness in faith for not having actually seen. In other words, have you ever had an experience where someone tells you an amazing story, you feel inspired by it, and you want to share it with others, but when you do, the words fall flat because they are not yours and it's not your experience. It isn't until the words become your own through your own experience and in this case, through beholding the miracles and seeing the goodness of, the, of God in a very real and tangible way, that the words become even stronger. It's this third point, weakness and faith for not having seen, where if we overlay that upon Ether chapter 12, verse 27, we see something completely different than the personal development gospel of turning weaknesses into strengths. That's not what he's talking about. So if men and women come unto me, I will show unto them their weakness of faith and their lack of sight. I give unto you this weakness of faith and lack of sight that you might be humble 
And my grace is sufficient for all men and women that humble themselves before me. For if they humble themselves before me and have faith in me, then I will make your weak faith become strong and allow you to behold me. Let that sink in for just a minute. And it's totally consistent with the entire message of Ether chapter 12. By faith, you can see. Through faith, you can, ex- you can experience miracles and behold the Lord. But it gets better. <laughs> it always gets better. Behold, verse 28, I will show unto the Gentiles. So I'll show unto the Latter-day Saints their weakness of faith and their lack of sight. And I will show unto them that faith in Christ, hope to see Christ, and charity, the pure love for Christ, bringeth you unto me. Jesus Christ, who is the fountain of all righteousness. In other words, when you have faith in Christ, hope to see Christ and display a pure love for Christ, which is charity, you will behold and stand in the presence of the fountain of all righteousness, the tree of life, the bread of life, the waters of life. This is so huge. This is so much more than turning weaknesses into strengths. People, this goes way beyond the discipline problems that we have or the fact that we yell at our kids or the the fact that we get obsessed with work or that we have a sugar tooth or any of that stuff. My observation is that many of us are trying to discipline ourselves to the Lord that if we, we feel like if we just read more, pray more, temple more, church more, serve more, parent more, make more cookies, make more meals, make more bread, volunteer to clean the church more, minister more, study more, and do more, we will measure up to what the, quote, Lord expects of us. <sighs> what the Lord expects of us. <laughs> Guys, we got to study the Book of Mormon more because he doesn't expect much. King Benjamin told us (laughs) what he expects of us. We are less than the dust of the earth. But if we come unto him with full purpose of heart, he will show unto us just how weak in faith and sight we actually are. But his grace is sufficient for all those who humble themselves before him, all those who are meek, and he will make our weak faith and lack of sight strong. He will allow us to see. He will allow us to behold. That is latter-day strength. And that is what I am seeking after. So let's finish the chapter. Verse 29. I, Moroni, having heard these words from the Lord, was comforted and said, O Lord, thy righteous will be done. For I know that thou workest unto the children of men according to their faith. In other words, he says, faith is awesome and brings about much goodness and righteousness. Then Moroni goes even deeper about the brother of Jared's faith and recounts a few more things that he did. For the brother of Jared said unto the mountain Zerin, and that's actually, by the way, if any of you are looking for a cool like Book of Mormon boy name, Zerin. How about that? Z-E-R-I-N. You heard it here first. <laughs> okay. He says unto the mountain Zerin, remove. And it was removed. And if he had not had faith, it would not have moved. Wherefore, thou workest after men have faith. So Moroni recounts not only how the brother of Jared saw the Lord, but how he moved a huge old mountain. 
then in the next verse, he talks about the Lord's disciples in, in the Americas. For thus didst thou manifest thyself unto thy disciples. For after they had faith and did speak in thy name, thou didst show thyself unto them in great power. I want to claim that best blessing right now. I just realized what I just read in this instant. After they had faith and did speak in thy name, thou didst show thyself unto them in great power. I want to claim that. We all get to manifest and behold and see. After we have faith, we can speak in the Lord's name and he will show unto us he will show himself unto us in great power. So here's the reference about hoping to stand in the presence of the Lord in this life. Path number two, the road less traveled by, the straight and narrow path to the tree of life. And I also remember that thou hast said that thou hast prepared a house for man, yea, even among the mansions of thy father, in which man might have a more excellent hope. Wherefore, man must hope or he cannot receive an inheritance in the place which thou hast prepared. In other words, faith to behold Christ, to have these miracles happen, only occurs when we actually deeply hope for and desire those things. Verse 33, I remember that thou hast said that thou hast, lo- that thou hast loved the world, even unto the laying down of thy life, for the world, that thou mightest take it again to prepare a place for the children of men. And I and now I know that this love which thou hast for the children of men is charity. Wherefore, except men shall have charity, they cannot inherit that place which thou hast prepared in the mansions of thy father. So here's the reference to charity. Faith, hope, charity bringeth the fountain of all righteousness which is beholding the Lord in this life, experiencing miracles, and resting in the place he has prepared for us in the next. We will dive into charity in another episode, but for now, we can be content with this notion that if our faith is to behold and hope for great and marvelous things, then we must exercise the pure love for Christ in order to truly come unto the fountain of all righteousness and behold the Lord. And then here's the warning. Verse 35. I know by this thing which thou hast said that if the Gentiles, the Latter-day Saints, have not charity because of our weakness in writing and conveying the great and marvelous things that have happened unto the people of the Nephites, that thou wilt will prove them and take away their talent, yea, even that which they have received, and give unto them who shall have more abundantly. So we need to show forth our latter-day strength by having faith in Christ, hope to behold great and marvelous things, and then the pure love for Christ, lest our talent be taken away and be given unto those who will receive it more abundantly. Verse 36, it came to pass that I prayed unto the Lord that he would give unto the Gentiles, me and you, grace that they might have charity. So Moroni, who who used to adorn every temple, prays for grace for us 
that we might have more charity. And then the Lord gives him a stern, stay in your lane, buddy, stay in your zone in verse 37. It, it, the Lord said unto me, if they, meaning you and me, have not charity, it mattereth not unto thee. Thou hast been faithful, wherefore thy garments shall be made clean. And because thou hast seen thy weakness, thou shalt be made strong, even unto the sitting down in the place which I have prepared in the mansions of my father. So because Moroni had acknowledged his own weakness, his own lack of faith and lack of sight, the Lord promised to make him strong and prepare a place for him. Then Moroni gives his testimony. And ironically, these words don't sound awkward in writing. They don't sound weak because of the flesh. They don't sound like he's telling someone else's story. And they certainly don't sound like he's struggling to convey the reality of what he saw. So listen to him as he says, And now I, Moroni, bid farewell unto the Gentiles, the Latter-day Saints, you and me, yea, and also unto my brethren whom I love, until we shall meet before the judgment seat of Christ, where all men shall know that my garments are not spotted with your blood. So path number one, everybody's going to follow that path. But he says that he walked path number two. Then shall ye know that I have seen Jesus and that he hath talked with me face to face and that he told me in plain humility, even as a man telleth another in mine own language, concerning these great and marvelous things. And only a few have I written because of my weakness in writing. So he starts the chapter speaking of his own weakness, and then he ends the chapter saying, I have seen the Lord. I have talked with him face to face, even as a man telleth another in his own language. But he's only written a little bit. So then Moroni gives us this last message. I would commend you to seek this Jesus of whom the prophets and apostles have written, that the grace of God the Father and also the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost, which beareth record of them, may be and abide in you forever. That is our latter-day strength, to seek this Jesus, so that God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost may abide in us forever. That's the whole point. I testify of Christ in my weakness. Amen. For if they humble themselves before me and have faith in me, then will I make weak things become strong.